You're listening to Brave Girls with Tracy M, where we choose to empower you to be a better leader, mentor, and coach in the world. We'll share stories of people who have achieved great heights by overcoming adversity and rising to the challenge, all while pursuing their passions. These courageous people will inspire you to have faith in yourself and take bold action. Right here with the host of Brave Girls, Tracy M. Episode 71, Three Word Rebellion with Michelle Mazur. Meet Michelle Mazur, a fellow podcaster, author, teacher, and the founder of Communication Rebel, based in Seattle, Washington. On today's episode, she tells her unique Brave Girl story and how she came to do the work that she does today, as well as why she's so obsessed with Duran Duran. Michelle talks about why we all need a three-word rebellion and how a captivating message makes everything you do in your business more powerful, including calling in the right clients. Her podcast, Rising Rebel, is chock full of advice on creating a clear and captivating message. Michelle has a PhD in communications, but sees herself as a researcher at heart. Her superpower is helping her clients figure out what makes them and their message so unique. You'll wanna also get a copy of her book, of the name Three Word Rebellion to learn step-by-step step how to create your own movement. Michelle has an online course called Accelerate Your Speaking that you'll also wanna check out if you're interested in looking for a framework for your signature talk. We also chat about how to overcome your imposter syndrome before you hit the stage. I think you'll love Michelle's energy and really come to understand why we need a three word rebellion. So let's go and meet Michelle Mazur. So welcome to Brave Girls with Tracy M. Tonight I'm super excited because I have Michelle Mazur, um, who is a message strategist, also calls herself the communications rebel, which I just absolutely love. She's a fellow podcaster. She's written several books. She's got an online course. She's got a phenomenal website. And she's on the West Coast in Seattle. So welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me, Tracy. I'm excited to be here. Yes, 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 yes. So take us back into time in terms of have you always loved communications? Is that like, how did you kind of become the message strategist? Yeah, so there was a part of me who always loved communication, even though I hated it. So let me explain, because okay. I know that sounds very contradictory. So my first exposure to any kind of communication, like course or offering, was when I was in high school, and I took a public speaking class, because that's what they make you do in high school. And it was horrible for me, because at that point in time, I was super shy, awkward. I typically knew all of the answers, but would never raise my hand. And the thought of having to go up in front of a classroom and talk to people and deliver something was terrifying to me. And to make it worse, the boy that I liked was in the class. Why, of so, course. <laughs> yeah, because of course that's how it's going to work. Your nightmare class is where the boy you like is going to be. And the first speech I ever gave was like, I don't even remember what I talked about. Like that was not on my radar. I remember feeling sick. I remember my knees 
knees knocking behind the podium. I remember sweating. Um, it was just, it was not good. And I got like a gentleman's C in the public speaking class. Like, I don't want to totally discourage you, but you're actually pretty terrible at this. Oh, no. <laughs> And even though that happened, I just had this knowing, like this voice in my head saying to me, like, Michelle, this is really important, so you need to master it. And at that time, I was like, okay, so I'm going to go master this. So the best way to master something is to start doing it competitively. So I joined the speech and debate team. So I'm terrible, and I'm going to do it competitively. I don't know what kind of moxie I had at this age but, or how my logic worked, but all right. So I joined the speech and debate team. I got my butt kicked every single weekend. Like you get up at 6 a.m., go to a tournament on Saturday, get my butt kicked. But during that time, I got so much feedback. Like I learned so much. Like I was getting coached by my coach. You got feedback from your judges. You got feedback from your peers. You got to give feedback to other people. And I started getting slowly better to like the last turn of the year, I got like an honorable mention ribbon, which was huge. <laughs> like I'd never even gotten that close before. So I was like, yes, yes, honorable mention. But I really became obsessed with like speaking and communication and that followed me into college where I decided to major in communication. I transferred school so I could join a speech and debate team at the college level and I just got better and better and better. And because I was always like around my department, the people in the department, the professors knew me really well. And so one night, this professor, Pamela Cobbflesh, I'll never forget this. I never had a class with her, right? Never, ever, ever. Like I knew of her. We always would say hi. We would chat. And she was like, hey, come in. I want to talk to you for a few seconds. I was like, okay, sure. And she's like, have you thought about getting a master's degree in communication? And I'm like, huh? no, not really. She's like, I think you'd be really great at it. <laughs> and I was like, why do you think that? She's like, I know you haven't had a course with me, but we talk. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So that's how I ended up getting into a master's program. And that led to a PhD. Um, and then I was a professor for about five years um, at the University of Hawaii, which being a professor didn't, wasn't really a great fit for me. Living on an, the most isolated island chain in the world was not a great fit for me either. Right. Um, and so I ended up leaving and moving to Seattle where I took a detour into uh, like a massive detour into market research. And I'm not a great employee either. So what happened was I ended up starting a blog because one of my friends was like, you've got all of this great knowledge about communication. You need to share it. And because of that blog, I got my first client. I wrote a really ranty, ranty post. This is why it's important to take a stand in your work. And that client was actually giving a speech at Barbara Bush's Points of Light Foundation in front of her and like all these famous people. So that was my first client. Wow. <laughs> and last year, I've gone through another evolution of my business. Well, I guess it was... Ah almost two years ago, year and a half ago, um, where I was exclusively just working with speakers on their keynote speech, their positioning, their marketing, that kind of thing. And 
I just felt a calling to do something bigger. Like I realized that my clients were using my, the messaging we were creating in all aspects of their business. And I got to a point, Tracy, where I literally could not produce any more content about speaking. I was sick and tired of talking about how do you get paid to speak? How do you book a speaking gig? What kind of social media presence do you need? Like, how do you write a keynote speech? Uh, I felt like I was like one Google search away from being irrelevant because I could be replaced by a Google search. And I was just like, I can't, I can't do this work anymore. I just cannot do it. And luckily it was Christmas time and I was able to take a break from my podcast and just kind of like figure out like, okay, well, what's next? And the cool thing for me was at this time, we had all of the rise of the social movements in the United States, Black Lives Matter, Me Too, Time's Up. And I was like, wow, that's so cool how they're able to summarize what they do in such a few, such few words. Right. And then I thought about the entrepreneurs that I love and that serve as my role models of possibility, people like Simon Sinek and Start With Why, Mel Robbins and the Five Second Rule. And I'm like, huh, that's funny. They do the exact same things. Like they both, these two groups have this message that they're leading with. Right. And it's like, okay, cool. What if we took questions from social movement theory? Like, what are you rebelling against? What change do you want to create? And I would just let my clients write on that to see if we could find that three-word message. And it worked. It worked really well. I was shocked at how well it worked. And I was replicating it with more and more clients. And I told a friend about it. And she was like, ooh, it's like your three-word speech. And I'm like, mm, no, I'm not, not, not going to call it that. Like, it's close. But I love, like, the three-word, but it's not a speech. And I, I, I sat with it. And I was like, oh, it's right in front of me. My brand is Communication Rebel. It's a three-word rebellion. And that's how I pivoted into message strategy work for, you know, businesses who really want to make a difference. And that's been amazing because I found out, A, I'm very well suited to help these people, like these people who want to make a difference and who are doing things differently have such a hard time describing it in a way that's compelling where it spreads on its own. And the three word rebellion work has really made that like so much fun for me to go in and help people like have a bigger impact with their business and their message. And then that grew into a book. So that's kind of my story. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. You know, and three words are easy to remember. Mm -hmm. And so you've got to have the right three words for your Mm -hmm. movement and what that you're rebelling against and taking a stand for. So Mm -hmm. I think that's brilliant. I yeah, timing is right too. Oh, yeah. I feel like as I was writing this book, I feel like it's very much of this time. Like it's very relevant because whether it's politics or whether it's like online business, I really see that people are fed up with the status quo and yes. we're starting to get more innovative and we want to do things differently. So people need their three-word rebellion because that's what they're going to lead with. That's how they're going to create other leaders in that movement that they want to create and for the change they want to advocate for. We can't do this stuff on our own. No, absolutely. It's like the collective consciousness risen and 
we've all said enough. The status quo isn't what we want. Talk a little bit about Rebel Rising podcast and how long you've been doing that because that's a nice compliment because you can bring these movement makers on your show. Yeah, yeah. So the Rebel Rising podcast started out as the Rebel Speaker because okay. I was working with speakers. And then last summer, I, I knew the name needed to change because I knew that this was really for those revolutionaries, those thought leaders, those influencers, those people who have a bigger mission. And so I actually hired someone to help me name it because I like, that's the one thing about messaging. It's hard for you to do on your own. You always need some help, like somebody to reflect back. And yes. so I was, I was talking to her and I was like, yeah, I want people to like rise up. And it was rising. Like I kept talking about the word rise and she's like, well, what about just rebel rising? I was like, oh, awesome. Right. So so yeah, that podcast really became about, um, yes, I talk about messaging and give some tips, but also it became about mindset and leadership because a three-word rebellion requires you to step into leadership. It requires you to be the best steward, the best advocate of that message. So I could have other people on the show who were doing somewhat revolutionary or different things. Like recently, I have one of my clients I just interviewed, and it's he's a lawyer, but he hates how the law destroys relationships. And he's like, I want to put love back into the law, people over paper. And how different is that? And how difficult is it to talk about when people are thinking about, oh, well, it's the law. We're like in, we're in the courtroom, we're fighting it out. And it's like, no, what if we could build good relationships instead? And so I get to like meet all these very cool people who really want to change their industry and do something good. And so I have those interviews. I kind of provide my own experience with being a rebel on the rise. Um, I even did like a very transparent like book launch debrief about the things that went right and the things that just went terribly wrong and the things that I forgot and everything. So it's just like, I just want to give people that inside peek into like how I see things, how I'm doing things, what's working for me and give them the experiment, you know, the experience of that they can rise on their own as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you have two other books, which it's uh, Speak Up for Your Business and Speak for Impact. Yeah. I was more along the coaching and the consulting you were doing with people with their keynotes, right? Yes, yeah. So Speak for uh, speak Up for Your Business was my first book. And that is like a very thorough, like how to book, like how to write a speech, like how to position it, like all of that. And then Speak for Impact was really more along the strategy side, like thinking about creating a speech that is a product that you sell in your business because hint, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> and how do you sell it? And how do you talk about it and market it? And how do you create something that creates a really good experience? Because I, I, one of the things that I always frustrated with me about speaking, it's like, I want to be a speaker because I have such a great story. And I'm like, yeah, nobody cares about your story unless it's very relevant to something for them. Like, that's right. what I care. It's like, it has to be relevant. And like, there are so many people with great stories that that's not enough for you to get a speaking gig. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. what, what, what are organizations looking for when they hire paid speakers, would you say? 
You know, I think it's like what business owners are looking for when we're looking to hire for our business. Like we want somebody who can come in and solve some kind of problem, problem. Yes. whether that's like engagement, like employee engagement's really low or, you know, oh my gosh, absenteeism is a problem. Um, or our moms are always missing work. Like what's up with that? And sometimes it's not about changing the employees. It's actually about changing the leadership. Right. Um, but yeah, they want something that can, that can help them like grow their business, like much like we would, um, that, that is also not just like an information dump, but that is entertaining and engaging along the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think about like what I think, you know, because I spent most of my career in corporate is, and they do these big productions, big events, and they bring in the paid speakers and the motivational people and all that. And there's good ones and there's bad ones, mm-hmm. you know, yes. and it's usually the ones that are entertaining and engaging that give you some kind of innovative idea or get you to think about your problem, maybe a different way that are the best ones. I think where you walk out and you're like, Hmm, I had an aha there. Or what about this? Or had never thought about that. Yeah. Like I think one of the best speakers out there, um, and I talk about her a ton in the Three Word Rebellion book because she's like one of my inspirations for the Three Word Rebellion is Mel Robbins in the Five Second Rule. Yes. Her message is ridiculously simple. Like all she is telling people, count backwards from five and take an action. That is it. But that message, like I've heard from people who've seen her speak and that it just takes over the whole conference. People are talking about it. Like, ooh, you just need to count backwards from five and take that action. Or, you know, oh, or I used the five second rule this morning getting out of bed. Or, you know, like, and it's so cool to like see the power of that message and that it's living on like independent of her. Like it has this life of its own, which for me, that's, you know, that's what I want for the three word rebellion. That's what I want for my clients. That's what I want for the people who read the book that after you've left, people are still talking about you. Yes. Yes. So you've left that impression or your message has left that impression. Yeah. And it can be independent of you. And sometimes I think it's like you want your message to be more famous than you are. That's true though. That's a good way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Because then I know legacy. Yeah. Well, because I know for a lot of female and I've like done some market research around this, um, using the word fame and people are like, Oh no, no, I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be known. I just want to make an impact. And I'm like, so you want to make an impact without people knowing about you. How does that work? Right. <laughs> but when I've tweaked it and be like, do you want to be known for your message? Do you want to be famous for your, do you want your message to be famous or do you want to be famous? They're like, Oh yeah, I want everybody to know my message. I don't care if they know about me. And I'm like, that's it. It's like, your message can live without you and has that resonance when it's that sticky. Like, yeah, Mel Robbins doesn't have to do anything to spread the five second rule, even though she still does. But Right, right. Well, she just got a show. So I'm all excited to get a show. I know. I'm so excited. I know. I know. Fangirls here. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And then, you know, the other thing I saw on your website that I was like, wow, this is so affordable. You have an online course called Accelerate Your Speaking and it's got such like chock full of like content for like a really affordable price. I mean, that has got to be helping so many people just kind of like back where you were in high school where you're like, I'm terrible. I'm on the debate team. So I'm going to do it competitively, but like, Mm -hmm. like 
branch yourself up and studied, studied, studied and got the feedback and have the framework. So that's, that's fantastic. I'm sure that's also good for people who maybe can't afford to work with you privately or Or just want the information, um, want the frameworks. Um, yeah, because I've like put together all these frameworks throughout the years that I use with clients. So I know they work. I know that they're well tested. Yeah, but not everybody can afford to work with me one-on-one. And I just wanted to make something that put the information out there. And I'm going to probably be revamping that course sometime in the future to put the little three-word rebellion spin on it as well. But like, if you want to know how to create and market a speech, it's a great course for that. And yeah, I just like put it out there and either people will end up working with me, which has happened. Like people buy the course and they're like, yeah, I think I need to work with you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, and what do you tell people who um, maybe are resistant to public speaking um, or they don't want to be visible? Like, I'm sure you see that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that is really a challenge because as business owners, I mean, you can do a lot with word of mouth. You can do a lot with like networking and connecting with people. But depending on the size of the impact that you want to make, the difference you want to make in your industry, in the world, then there's going to be some speaking involved in that. Like luckily for me these days, most of my clients like have speaking on their radar at some point in time when their message gets enough traction, like they see that for themselves. But as business owners, we're always speaking. Like we go on a Facebook Live, we're speaking. We create a video, we're speaking. We're doing a podcast interview, we're speaking. We're on a webinar, we're speaking. And so I think it's like, you're probably already doing it in your business, but you just don't think about it as public speaking. So I always give people that little reframe because we're always having to share our message as business owners. So Right. And so it's not necessarily that you're on a stage with 3,000 people, you know. Mm-hmm. You might be on a webinar with 100 people. Mm-hmm. Or a podcast interview that gets listened to by 20 people. It doesn't matter. It's all the same. <laughs> right. 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 Mm-hmm. So one of the um, things that you also had on your website, and I was like, oh, I got to ask her about this, is your obsession with Duran Duran. <laughs> I'm like, yes. that's, that's awesome. <laughs> yes. So I have loved Duran Duran since, I don't know, like probably the third or fourth grade. Um, yeah. And it was like, I was one of those girls that had their posters all over oh, my yeah. walls. And so at the time I became a professor and had some disposable income, the original five reunited. So I, I think I've probably seen Duran Duran like 50 times in concert, at least. I used to travel a lot to see Duran Duran. Um, and, and my poor husband, like I have the best husband in the world because he is like a hardcore Rush fan, like progressive rock. He has now seen Duran Duran like five times with me. <laughs> house divided. <laughs> I know, but I've seen Rush a few times now too, but I, I've, he's definitely so even. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of even like, but yeah, like I've always, um, I just love their music cause it's so, um, uplifting. It's fun to listen to. They also have some really dark moody stuff. So I love that they have like that range of like super pop and then really dark and moody and just, 
and Simon Lebon is a really good lyricist. Like the way he combines words and how the words sound together, they might not make a lot of sense, but the sounds are so cool. So that's another reason I was obsessed. I was like, oh, the words are so awesome. <laughs> right, right. Well, and here you are, communications rebel with your three word rebellion. Yeah. That's perfect. Yes, yes, yes. Because yeah, I've always been a little obsessed with words, but I'm like, yeah, he is like, there are lyrics in Duran Duran songs and I'm just like, that makes no sense, but it sounds really cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Well, and I'm now I'm circling back to some of the stuff that you talked about where mindset is so important mm. as you're out there public speaking. And so how much of your speech coaching is around mindset and really just stepping into who you really are? I mean, it's like one thing to have the message and to be able to deliver it, but mm -hmm. to just really yes. have that right frame of mind. Yes. And it's interesting because for the three word rebellion work, people show up at different stages. Like, one of my clients right now is getting, is prepping for a book agent deal. Like she's ready for it. She's ready to be out there. Like she's done all of the work and other people, there's like imposter complex things that come yes. up as we start doing the work. Cause they realize it's like, Oh, this message is going to force me out there in front. And you know, like acknowledging where their imposter complex is coming in and being like, hey, is that really true? Because like one of the things I hear, oh, I, I need more education. I need more education. I need another degree. I need this before I can do that. And I'm like, really? Do you? And they'll be like, oh, well, you know, I just don't feel like I'm qualified enough. I was like, okay, yeah, let, let's talk about that. And let's talk about all the things you've already done and build up that reserve of like why you're awesome because it's sneaky and it comes up a lot. It's like one of the things I'm big on, it's like you have to consistently share your message and people will be like, oh, but I feel like everybody's heard it. I've said it so many times. They've maybe said it like three times. And recently right. I've said, you know, look at Brene Brown. Like I just watched her Netflix special. There was nothing new in that Netflix special. I've heard that all before. I've heard all of the stories before and I watched the whole thing. And the reason I watched it is because I got something new out of it. And she is remarkably consistent so that I can remember her message. And yes. she knows what works and she's not going to reinvent the wheel for a Netflix special for heaven's sake. <laughs> she's going to go with what works. And so, yeah, there's a lot of stuff around consistency or people get bored like, oh, but I'm so bored with this. Isn't everybody else bored? I'm like, no, nobody's paying attention to you. Like keep, keep sharing it. Cause we find all these little ways to sabotage getting momentum. So yeah, there's a lot of little mindset stuff that I, that comes up as we go deeper into the work. Yes. Yes. Well, and then I, I know people also um, are afraid they're not going to be liked or mm -hmm. that people are going to like their message or, but you know, mm -hmm. you kind of can't care. It's like your message is going to land with the people it's supposed to land with. Well, and that's what I think the power of a three-word rebellion is. It calls in the right people. And for everyone else, it's like, no, you shouldn't, like, this is not for you. Like one time I um, got on a sales conversation and I'm talking with this woman and she's like, well, you know, I just don't feel like I'm very rebellious. And I was like, 
and she does like education. And I said, well, do you think the current system is working? And she's like, oh no, no, there's so much wrong with it. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, with your vision, can the current system still exist? And how your system? And she's like, oh no. She's like, oh, I guess I do have to tear that down. <laughs> I'm like, exactly. You have to create in order to destroy. So I know if people like, like, yeah, they sometimes hear a three word rebellion and they're like, nope, that is definitely not for me. And that's what you want. You just want to work with more of the right people. You want to call in more of those people because there's more of them than you think there are. Right. It's not evidence of the absence. Have you ever heard that? Yes. So just because you can't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Yes. And I'm like, if one person, he says, oh my gosh, thank you for saying that. Mm-hmm. There are more people out there who feel the same way. And, you know, I, I look back on my career and I feel like the, like how it's come full circle is like my first client was I got it because I wrote a super ranty post on how not to be a motivational speaker. And he was like, oh, I love this. Like, do you take clients? Mm -hmm. Because that was the right message. He wanted someone who was going to approach things different, like be more innovative. And so I think when you share like really like what you're against and what you're standing for, the right people say, oh, yes, yes, please. And the wrong people, they might say something. And you can just ignore them. Like, you don't have to respond. Or they, you know, or you might not even know they exist. <laughs> and that's right. okay. I have a friend, she, we always say, don't feed the trolls. Yeah. Because like, there's going to be trolls. It's like, don't feed them. Just move mm-hmm. on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially, like, um, on my Instagram, I like to do on Wednesdays, like, three-word rebellions in the wild. And I break down, like, why a message works. And so what's fun for me right now with it's political season. Like I'm starting to do like candidates um, and what their three word rebellion is. So it'll be interesting to see um, the kind of pushback that gets. And I make it clear, like I'm not endorsing anyone. I'm just showing like what works with their messaging and what doesn't. But I know since it's politics, like people get fired up and I'm sure I'll get some DMs about what I'm saying about Joe Biden or Donald Trump or whoever else. Right. Right. But that's, that's a big part of messaging when you're in politics. Mm-hmm. People are going to remember yeah. when they go to the polls. Oh, yeah. So, so um, have you actually launched the Three Word Rebellion? Is it out there? People can buy it? Oh, yes. Yes. So it is out. It's available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Book Depository if you're international. So yeah, it came out like end of February. So it's been out for a couple of months as we record this in May. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to put a link in the show notes so that um, people can get to your website, your course, your podcast, your books, your three books. Um, So my finale question is always, what's the bravest thing that you've ever done and how does it inspire you today? Mm. So the bravest thing for me was probably making the switch from academia and going into corporate. So uh, that was, I had a very tumultuous time of my life where my mom had passed away. I had broken up with my boyfriend of many years. And then I decided to quit my 
my position as a professor. So literally I like burned everything down in a year. And the nice thing about being a professor is that like I had a year of teaching to do before I could actually leave. It's not like you give two weeks notice and you get the heck out. It takes a while for them to replace your position. Um, But I, it was the first time in my life where I just made the leap. I didn't have a job. I didn't know exactly what I was going to do. I saved some money up so that I could live and survive. But, and then I got to like pick wherever I wanted to live for like the first time ever in my life. So it was really about making this huge leap of faith, like leaving something behind that is so very secure and constant into something like I didn't know. Like I was trying to figure out how to make my skills apply to corporate in the real world. So it was a big transition and a big leap. And I think today it just reminds me that I can always make the pivot because I felt that again when I was pivoting from speaking into brand messaging with Three Word Rebellion. I was like, oh, but I've worked so hard building up this band around speaking and helping speakers. I don't want to do it. But I was like, no, like I can, if I can leap from academia into corporate and move somewhere completely new and burn down my whole life, I can pivot my business slightly. <laughs> and right. Well, and it's, it's I can do the hard build. thing. It's mm-hmm. more of a build because you're just, you're just building on what you've already established with your skills in the, in the speech world and in the mm-hmm. keynotes and helping people to do all that. And, you know, so it's, it's really just a build and a refinement in a lot of ways. Yeah. But it's funny, like when you're doing it, you don't see it that way. Like I was like, oh my gosh. And now it's like, oh, I have all of these assets. I've done all these podcast episodes. And I'm like, I don't have to, like those are still relevant to people because I know people who do three-word rebellions, they want to be speaking at some point. So all of that still applies, but it was still really scary. I was like, what if I can't sell this messaging thing that I'm doing? And what I found, it was like, now it's pretty much, it's like my three-word rebellion messaging intensive. It's the only thing I really sell. Every once in a while, I'll pick up a speaking client, but it's really people want that. Like they are like, yes, I want the messaging for the next three to five years of my business. So I was like reminding myself of like, yeah, I can make that change. I can make the leap and come out on the other side. And just like when I left academia or even when I left corporate, like I'm and making this pivot, like I'm so glad I did. Like it's so much better making that change. Right. Right. Well, thank you for sharing your story. Cause I think sometimes people stay in what's the safe and secure path. Yeah. Even though they, their, their intuition is telling them this isn't it. And they're not, gonna take the chance to have the courage to burn all the bridges and to say what have I got to lose I, I, this isn't working I need to be in a different environment I need to be with different people so much is shifting anyway I want to be in charge and make those choices so good for you and then now it reminds you of you need to have confidence in yourself that you're gonna be okay Yeah. Like no matter what, you're going to be okay. So if you are thinking about changing something, pivoting, like do it. I mean, the worst thing that will happen is you'll have to pivot again. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. 
Exactly. Well, Michelle, I'm just so happy that we got connected and that you were able to make the time to be on the show. I'm so excited that uh, I can put you on the show as a guest so that more people can know about you and your work and your three word rebellion work now and your brand messaging. I think that I think the time is right. I think it's you've got a lot of people out there who do want to take a stand or they're 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 done with the status quo and they really want to call in the right people to their business, into their life, into their movement, into, into whatever it is that they're taking a stand for. So I just want to say thank you. Um, and I just keep doing what you're doing. Your branding is, is a set is just amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we'll make sure we put all that in the show notes so people can find you. Thank you so much. It's been a great conversation. I'm so glad you had me. Definitely. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Brave Girls with Tracy M. as much as I did creating it. Each show is produced with you, the listener, in mind. As you look for inspiration and motivation from other brave souls as you pursue your desires. I'd love to hear your feedback, so please leave me a review on iTunes. I read every one. And check out my website, tracym.com, for more free resources. You can also join my list and sign up for my newsletter right from the homepage. Until next time, stay strong, believe in your dreams, and go do something brave. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Brave Girls with Tracy M. and hope that you enjoyed the show. For more information about today's episode, as well as additional free resources to help you achieve greatness in your life, visit tracym.com and sign up for our mailing list. Until next time, dream big, believe in yourself, and let your brilliance shine as only you can do.